Hello and welcome to the Three Guys Podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Ben. I'm Dixon. And we just got back from the Guardians of the Galaxy, the summer wrap-up movie for Marvel. It's the one that I had no idea what they're doing with it because I don't think anybody knows who Guardians of the Galaxy are, except for the few diehards in the audience like Dixon and everyone else who Wikipedia did afterwards like Ben did. You be fair, I knew <laughs> of Rocket Raccoon. Of course you knew of Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, but other than that, yeah, I had to Wikipedia. I knew of them, but I never like read any yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy comics. Yeah, we'll get that out of the way first. Then we know the history, but we never actually read any of them. I I know the very little of the history, so we won't really be able to tell you how it compares to Origins or how close it is. But if you're one of the four people who actually know this history really that well, you've probably already said whether or not it, it works or it doesn't work. So mm. you don't need us to tell you if it does. Everyone's going to see because it's a long weekend up here in Canada. So there's a good chance you've probably already gone to see this movie by now, but stick around and listen to what we thought of it. We'll start with the 3D then. Was the 3D worth it this time? It was alright. Actually, they did one good scene there about halfway there when Drax was fighting and one of his blades went flying. Okay. That was actually the very first time I've ever flinched. Yeah, I, I winced. I was like, oh. Like, it came right at me. Yeah, I did yeah. it with Hercules the week before, though, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah that, that seems to be a common thing these days. Hercules. Throw knives. <laughs> it's easy. Hercules had the better uh, 3D compared to this one. Yeah. This one still wasn't bad, though. It wasn't bad, just... Nothing was spectacularly done with it. Because, I mean, the biggest ones were probably, what, uh, the knife and some I think... Some of the ships. Some of the ships and I think, like, a diving scene with like, I, uh, I think... Rocket and Groot. Like, I think this movie did... It was better than Planet of the Apes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It did more with the 3D than Planet of the Apes did. But not as much as Hercules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To give Hercules any kind of credit outside of, you know, fuck centaurs. But would, So, would you say to skip 3D on this one, though, or...? Yeah, you can skip 3D. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's necessary, either. I yeah, believe it, it. It's not necessary, but... It's, it's, it's not bad. It's fine. It doesn't hurt the eyes. No. It's, it's not It's never, like, super dark, but they haven't been like that for a while. They, they yeah. finally learned their lesson, I think, is the uh, is the good bit there. Yeah. I mean, you should probably pay to see this movie in 3D anyway, just because you want to give Marvel all your money. You, we want them to continue to make movies that are this good. Spoilers, I guess you could say. Yeah. It, it's really good. We'll talk about it as we go. This good and this different. It's not repeating the same stuff they've done in the past, just with slight alterations. So, we, we won't go into a, a story spoilers, as we've stopped doing that. But I want to talk about the the uh, the one the one issue. I had two issues going into this film. One, I don't know how they're going to do Guardians of the Galaxy because nobody knows who they are. It's kind of a big gamble for their big summer movie. Like, if I'm a Marvel executive, I would have switched this and Captain America because Captain America, you think, would be the surefire money maker in the summer. Mm-hmm. That that was one fear. That fear is kind of averted. The other fear I had is how does this tie into the grand Marvel universe? How does it tie in with the stuff on Earth? And they get that other way right away. It's like, oh, he was abducted. Done. Yeah. They do give a reason for his abductions later, so it's like, yeah, okay. Fair there, there, there is, there, there's reasons behind it, but that's how they get out of the way early. And thankfully, it's a Marvel movie that has no baggage attached to it. You don't have to have seen any of the other Marvel movies, I would say. Any of them at all. If you have, you get... You, there's more to it. You get into it. Like you learn, you, know, you find out more about the collector. Uh, you learn more about Thanos from the Avengers. 
post credit scene. But well, it'd almost just be like a, just adding Easter eggs. More that's almost what they are at this point. Like they're, they're basically glorious Easter eggs to string everything. It, it felt together. nice it being just like away from the other Marvel movies. It could just be its own thing. Yeah, which kind of solves your first problem. Yeah, no need for big setup for a next movie. No need to know past movies or past continuities. This yeah. is its own thing. I am curious because I know sooner or later they'll title it. I am curious how they'll do it, but this is how they should do the first one. They shouldn't necessarily have it tie in. It should be its own thing, and it is. So, and as far as like for switching with Captain America, I don't know. This is, I think this appeals to more people than Captain America. I think Captain America was a really good movie, but there's this is there's more for kids here. The funner movie in like how Hercules is like a fun movie. Quote yeah. unquote. The Captain America is a little is a more methodically built movie, and there's like a little espionage bit. and subtlety. You know, yeah, and it's a little more morally ambiguous than this one is. This is pretty much you can't. There's no redeeming quality to Ronan the Accuser in this. He's a bad guy. He is as black and white bad guy as I've seen. He's like, oh, the Zandarians and the Kree fought forever. I don't care that there's a peace treaty. I'm going to kill all of Xandar because our because thousand year war. So I guess that's the good news of it. It's it has no baggage attached to it from everything else. Like, does that does that work for you guys? Did it need to feel tight? Like, you kind of already said, Dixon, that no, it didn't. But I, how about you, Ben? Because I know I'm not making fun of you here, but I kind of am. <laughs> uh, you don't watch a lot of the the connected movies. Did you have that worry going in that it was going to be too connected? Honestly, no. Because once again, it was Guardians. It's kind of a you don't need to know anything, really. It's a very much standalone. We'll start with uh, we'll go with plot first, then. To not get into too spoilerific details of it, the movie follows Peter Quill, a.k.a. Star-Lord, as he likes to call himself, though nobody else does. Yeah. Uh, he's a very Han Solo character. Nobody took Han Solo seriously. Yeah. I, yeah. He's, he's the roguish character. He, he's a roguish a, character with a sense of humor. And... He discovers this orb while... Treasure hunting, basically. Well, he was treasure hunting for it. Yeah. yeah. And he gets wrapped up into uh, a, the overarching art story with Ronan the Accuser, who's the villain of the movie, who's trying to find the orb so Thanos will blow up this planet. And have, and he gets wrapped, he meets up with uh, Drax, or Dave Bautista, Rocky mm-hmm. Raccoon, Groots. Gamora. Gamora. It's it's a kind of misses like what is this orb? Why is everyone looking for? Who's why is everyone so desperate to find it? It's well done. It's very compact and it fits into its own thing. It does build into the overall lore of Marvel. Very little. Yeah, there's a lot of little things yeah. hiding in the background and like a references to Marvel stuff. Like even the way they talk about Thanos, like oh the Mad Titan Thanos. Like yeah, that's what they call Thanos. They yeah. didn't have to call him a Titan or give any kind of reference to that you know they show a celestial at some point you know like it's like which looked amazing they, they didn't have to do no yeah. it's it's uh you can almost argue that very much guardians of the galaxy is a cheat way for them to explain who thanos is without having to explain who thanos is because you can't really make him the villain of your movie yet he just destroys everybody especially once he gets what he wants yeah he's almost too powerful to be put out right now you need mini bosses which you could argue is what Ronan the Accuser is, and I'm sure yeah. that I'm sure there's some people who don't think that's fair to Ronan the Accuser, but that kind of is what it is here. And the whole other thing is not just about the orb; it's about how these des- you know, these different characters, this ragtag bunch, come together and you know become like a team. 
the, yeah. the, the most and all the side characters they interact with. Very much. Like it, I almost want to say it's like the Avengers concept. If the Avengers were a whole bunch of roguish losers, like you have the assassin uh, Gamora, who she's trained to kill. It seems to be all she's good at. Yeah. You have Drax, who is all about revenge, rage, and weird literation. He's a barbarian, more or less. Yes. You have Rocket, who likes to tinker and blow stuff up. He's more or less a pilot slash hyper engineer. He's of like he's everything. Like, yeah. And there's Groot, who. As he will tell you, he he speaks one line. Like if you know anything about Groot, yeah. he only has uh, he's limited vocabulary for X or Y reason. He says his name, and that he is in fact yeah. the person he is. He goes, "I am Groot." I wanted to avoid and doing he, that. And he's the heart yeah. and soul of the team. And then there's uh, Peter Quill or Star Lord, who is the ragtag leader of these losers, as he describes it. Well, the term "loser" is used as a different phrase, as in they've all lost something. Yeah, not close to not. Them. Well, they are all kind of losers, too. You kind of, yeah. But they become friends. They would be the scum of the universe that you would hang Any with. other day. Yeah. Any other day of the week. And to be fair, it's basically seemingly all they do, except for this one time where they get to be heroes. Did anybody have any issues with the plot? I didn't. Like, it's... No. No, it was tied up very nice. Very, like, you know, this is like space opera This isn't... They play pretty fast and lose things at times. You know, like... Yeah. It's, it's, it's like Star Wars. Like, it's, it's not... It's more like Star Wars than Star Trek. It's just a lot of fun. Yeah. It definitely feels like a throwback to uh, to 80s sci-fi movies, 80s and 90s sci-fi movies, where it's more about the adventure than it is about trying to tell a message or be serious or that kind of things. Like, I had a lot of Last Starfighter in this. Is, is that weird to anybody else? No, or, or even like Fifth Element. Like, it's more, it's just, it's fun. Yeah. It's an adventure. And it happens to be set in space. Which is, it is what it is. We'll talk about the actors first as best we can. Because relatively, it's a group of unknowns. I say relatively not, in no, quotation really. marks. They're really... like, okay, they're not. Are you drinking? They're not who I would consider to be A-list actors. Oh. No, no. So unknown, well, except maybe one of them. Well, which one? Bradley Cooper. Okay, Bradley Cooper. But as rock actor, like Bradley Cooper is like an A-list actor. Okay, yeah. fine. I'll, I'll give you Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Oh, he's definitely he he's a scene stealer. Well, he... that's the character too. Yeah. He can see. He definitely is. A, it's he does steal the scene. Yeah. Whenever he's he can, there. And because he's not there in, like, in body, because he's just voicing, he can go all out. Which he, he definitely does. He, uh, he gets into the character. But he was great, and Vin Diesel as Groot, you know, he... Yeah. How many ways can you say, I am Groot? Well, he finds a few ways. And he yeah. grunts a lot, and screams, but... It's as good, if not better, than his work in Iron Giant. <laughs> <laughs> Very similar type role. I, I don't know about that. Iron Giant was really good. Um, I'm, I'm saying it from a voice acting perspective. Okay. Yeah. I was just like, ooh, I, I, okay, I see what you're saying. Batista, the Dave Batista, he's okay. This is his best performance yet. Yeah, I'd say he did pretty good in this one. Of the movies I've seen of his. Yeah, he's not bad. Chris Pratt, I don't recognize him from anything. He's from Parks and Recreation. Okay, yeah. I've never he's seen He's like a TV that. actor. I would explain why I don't recognize him then. Uh, he plays his character well. He he spends his whole time referencing 80s, which I, I don't know if that's the way Peter Quill's normally written or if that's just because of this movie. It makes sense for him, but... It's his story. He has, like, it's like a shrine of all his stuff. Like, elf cards? Yeah, had, like, some Who's elf cards. Troll dolls. A troll dolls. Well, he must have whatever was in his bag, right? I yeah, guess. More or less. And he was abducted as an eight-year-old or something like that, so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Eight-year-old in the 80s. 
I didn't recognize Zoe Saldana eh. as Gamora. She played the the female assassin chick you always see in these movies. She's got some good lines. Like it's I think maybe that's a character they kind of rushed a little bit. If anyone has like kind of a rushed evolution of this character, like there's stuff there that maybe they they'll explore later when they talk about Thanos in a in a sequel. Yeah, I, I th- that's that's probably what that's going to be. That's what I'm thinking too. Like she um not to take away from her acting because it was good. I just I felt like there wasn't there's not a lot of it there. Like there's not, not an explanation of why exactly she switched sides. Like there's not a whole lot of meat to it. That's the acting for you. Um, well, for the main cast, and there's you know, uh, Ronan the Accuser. He's the main villain. He is the main villain. I don't yeah, recognize the actor. Yeah, I didn't really look into that. Mm. To be fair, he's covered in makeup the entire time. Like he's blue. His teeth are black. Which, if is an actual practical effect, like I assume it is, that sucks. Getting your teeth painted is no fun. Um, oh, gross. Oh. Nebula. Nebula, that's the other. The, 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 oh, the Gamora's other. Gamora's sister. Yeah, Gamora's yeah. sister. She has a few creepy, I almost I almost call, I almost call them body horror moments. Like when she gets blown up there and her body kind of reassembles itself or yeah. repositions itself to be normal. like, ugh. Yeah. That was kind of like, whoa, Jesus. Uh, I like the collector. Yeah. Yeah, it's a nice little scene there. Like, I, it's Benicio Lotor. I do like him. He is. He plays a role well. He's very, he's David Bowie. Um, he, David Bowie like, impressions or influences always seem to well because there's so many different kinds of David Bowies yeah. yes there's, there's a lot of different ways you could be David Bowie he only really has one scene and it's an exposition dump but he does it well yeah he plays this, this character so yeah I mean there's nothing boring to listen to I mean uh, you actually wanted to listen to him explain this yeah uh, John C. Riley is like a cop he felt kind of wasted in the yeah, Nova Well, they made a big deal about him being in the movie. And, and he's, he's not really in it. No, he's got a couple scenes there. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, It could have been played by anyone. I suspect that's, that's, that's either future casting or his stuff ended up on the cutting room floor. It does kind of give a human face to, like, these these cops. Who are kind of just, like, treated as goons for a good chunk of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Until the end. But, uh... I like the, the change of the Nova Corps because we had this conversation. Uh, and this is the one I do know about the Marvel space universe is that they're basically Green Lanterns. But they're not here. Like They play the same role, but they're not flying around with like magic rings or whatever powers they have. They're more, they're more or less space police. Yeah. I don't mind that change. It, it allows for more... It allows for at least one more very cool-looking effect that shows up later. That was really well done. It was. Then there was... Uh, who else was there? There's a lot of like. There's a lot of. Uh, was it Robert Redford as Yondu? Was yeah, it was Robert Redford. Uh, uh, and then there was like Dijon Hansu as a. Uh, he felt whoever that was. That was some guy. Once again, that's like that's that's a downside. Kind of like another villain. I'm sure that might be some reference to somebody from Guardians of the Galaxy lore. Again, we don't know. Uh, he felt kind of wasted too, but. As like as I'm with you on this one, I really like Desmond. He's a very passionate actor, and I didn't feel I okay. I felt the passion that he has as an actor in that first scene he's in, mm-hmm. but the second few scenes and the third scene, I didn't. Oh, is that the guy that was trying to apprehend him in the beginning there? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Kind of becomes like a not a joke, but it's like an afterthought to all the other villains. Yeah, like, he, like he, Nebula and Ronan he just seems like a head important. crony. Yeah, yeah, like very much head crony, which is disappointing because Desmond Houndsu is a tremendous actor. Yeah, watch Blood Diamond. Like he, he's yeah. amazing in it. But Robert, Red, like, like Robert Redford is Yondu. I like that. Yeah, him and his Ravagers. He, he feels like he's playing the same character he plays in Walking Dead, though, just painted blue. Which, 
given the character is probably not a bad thing. His weapon was kind of neat. The the the, the whispering arrow. Yeah, that is kind of like a thing from. Like I remember of the old old Guardians of the Galaxy. Like Yondu has like a giant like red fin on his head slash hair. I don't know exactly what it was. He's an alien. It's probably both. Yeah, and he had like an arrow. And later his hand got cut off, and he had like this thing that could turn into like different weapons. Oh yeah. Oh, huh, but it, like, and it, there was like kind of like his voice involved. So, so that that's the acting kind of in a nutshell. Um, we'll talk about some of the effects and the action scenes. Uh, the first thing I want to point out for the action scene is the climactic one didn't feel long, but in retrospect, it might have taken a long time. Which I don't know if it's good or bad or not. Like, I can't actually the whole last action scene. Yeah, like I feel like it started a lot earlier than I thought it would, and it lasted longer, but it didn't feel. Aggravating, like say Transformers did. Yeah, it never had that Michael Bay problem. It probably wasn't as long as the Michael Bay like Transformers action scenes are, but I felt that's that's worth throwing out there. It felt like it started earlier than I thought. There it wasn't did. really. I was expecting more of a fight. That's not how that went. Like it went in a very different direction. I just none that of the fight like, scenes drag. None yeah. of the fight scenes do drag. I just thought I would point out specifically that the last one started the way it did. Uh, the fight scenes are good. The tr- the trouble is is that everyone's a superhuman, essentially, but Star-Lord. Yeah. He's kind of the one human, so his fight scenes kind of reflect that he's creative in how he does things. Meanwhile, everyone else is essentially a superhuman. Or Rocket Raccoon, who just has really big guns. Uh, Groot can manipulate his body and change his size, and he's apparently super strong, and like, oh my god, what can't Groot do, apparently? Not be amazing. Not be amazing. Then there's Gamora, who is a... Assassin. Genetically enhanced cyborg woman, practically. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the first action we see her do is we see her jump. Up. She makes this leap that's physically impossible, and you know it's physically impossible, but it works for her because everyone else could do it except for Star-Lord. He'd have to use rocket boots, but mm-hmm. yeah. he, he could still do it. And then there's Drax, who's just really strong. And invulnerable, too, because he didn't shot a lot. He does get shot a lot. Like a yeah. robot. He, he heals quickly. The action scenes, the thing is, they're not... They're not like choreographed martial arts scenes. You're not. You're not getting that. You get a to, couple of to, those. To be fair, these you don't care, get any. You don't really get any. There's no well, choreographed. Like a little bit with like I mean, the one of Gamora. A little bit, but it's more the spectacle of the fights and like, mostly the fun of it. Yeah, mostly because she's the only one that I hate to use this term, but she's the only one that's a trained soldier in any way, shape, or form. Well, a trained physical fighter. Like, Groot's doing just crazy stuff. Rocket's shooting things. Shooting Star shit Lord's everything. being creative. Drax is just, like, Beating the shit laughing and pe- hitting people with knives. Exactly. Like, the only one of them who's a trained fighter at all, seemingly, is, is Gamora. Yeah. Everyone else Not is... that you need well-choreographed action scenes. I just... Not that, no. It's, it's not it's, that kind of action scenes. It's the, no. Which is not. actually a nice change, because it seemed like all the other movies in the past there always seemed to have this long, kind of dragged-out fight scene... And it's kind of like, yeah, I've kind of seen this like 50 million times. I mean, yeah. I like the, the fight scenes with the ships are nice. The, the long times I've seen good ones of those. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're well put together. Like with the mining ships was really fun, like neat. Yeah, they're yeah. It's very creative. Like it's a level of creativity. And the, and the last scene, like the ship design is really good in this. Simple, but good. They're simple yeah. and they're very clearly distinct, which helps, especially like that. The bad guys have really distinct, bad, like. The bad guys, bad guys are just, ship. Yeah, they, they have, have a very looking, round. They have a very distinct look to them. So you can look at them like, oh, that's the bad guy's ship. Uh, when the Nova Corps jump, it's like, oh, those are the Nova Corps ship. Because they're very sharp and They look bright. like a star almost. Yeah. yeah. 
and you can tell the uh, uh, like uh, Star Lord ship is a uh, is a the uh, Ravagers. It's a Ravager ship, yeah, and the, when the other Ravagers join in because they do for that final fight, yeah, they're very uh, they're very easily identifiable. The three different ships are very and then, easy you know, to distinguish. There's a bad guy's main ship, the Ronin ship. There, the Dark Asters. Which really is neat this, looking. It almost it's like one part burn, one part heat sink on your computer. But that's speaking specifically the facts. I guess the action scenes we go back to it. Uh, yeah, it's it's really creative in, in what it ha- in the way it works it together. Because again, these are characters that are not trained fighters, and the spaceship combat, which you know sometimes isn't all that great in these kind of movies, is really good. Yeah. And again, like the the chase one in the middle of the movie is very creative. Like in ways I wouldn't have expected it to be. Which yeah, like this movie's visuals are all—they could have been something really boring. And they put a nice twist and everything, good visuals. You know, it's not like you're just like, oh, it's some kind of like space city. No, no, there's more to it. It feels like living places. Yeah, every place is unique. Uh, their worlds are very easily identifiable, which helps. I mean, we only really visit like three real locations: uh, yeah. the Nova Core City, was it Xanathos, Xandar, Xandar. I, I, I'm so bad with names. That ruined city, that ruined planet, whatever. That we kind of barely visit in the beginning. Yeah. Uh, Nowhere. Uh, that's visually identifiable. And the jail. And the jail, which looks like a space jail. The kiln. The kiln, yeah. which looks like a space jail. I mean, yeah. you th- put a think of, think of space jail, put it in your head, and it's kind of what it looks like. Yeah. But, yeah, that one, yeah. Yeah, but they're all very easy to identify, so it's not like you have to... Uh, oh, no, you won't confuse scenes at all. Yeah. The makeup... Uh, was good in this movie, the green and the blue and the Drax's red people. Whatever, like tattoos, Ta- scar tattoo things. I think they're supposed to be tattoos, but well, the way they're mixed in with his skin, they could almost be either one. Well, I think it there is like a type of scarring tattoo. That could be what they are. Yeah, uh, people with very dark skin will get them because tattoos don't show up. And then Gamora's makeup, which is just a green butt paint, the green body paint. Which well, uh, she also like. On her face, there she had a lot of like silver, you know, silver linings and highlights. Yeah, which looked really nice. Yeah, uh, Ronan had like it's obviously like ceremonial. This is like paint he's got on. Yeah. Well, they show him like when we first introduce to Ronan, they show him uh, being prepared, bathing essentially, and then they're they're throwing dust at him, which like some kind of sacred powder or something, you know. Yeah. Like, they're painting his face, and maybe they paint his teeth too. I don't know. <laughs> Look gross enough. I don't think the Kree have black teeth because the other Kree we saw didn't have black teeth. Yeah, no. uh, but he was a politician, so who knows? Yeah. The, the makeup effects are well done. It's mostly just body paint, but you know, it looks well, nice. Keep, keep it simple. It doesn't look lazy. It does not look lazy. No. Which, it's something they could have easily done because that's some that's some that's some Star Trek shit right there. Yeah. Uh, just paint her green, put her on set. I don't even care if it looks good. <laughs> is there anything else that we want to bring up before we go into rating? No, not really. There's the, the problem is with this movie is there's not a lot we can talk about without spoiling it. And yeah. A, we're still kind of in wonder shock about it, and B, everyone's going to see it anyway, regardless of what we say. Mm-hmm. So we're really just kind of getting to the point that everyone wants to hear the rating. I didn't. I, as I've mentioned before, I don't know Guardians very well. It has. I, I thought this was a, a really big risk, probably the second biggest risk they've taken since Iron Man. But going into it, I, I had no expectations really. I was curious, and it kind of blew them away. Like, there's been a few like press release stuff for it. Like, I haven't read them, but I've been looking at like star ratings and whatnot. And it's it's it's. I've seen a few five stars. I've seen like four and a half. Like. 
People love this movie. Like the few critics who've seen it are, are blown away by this movie. Their heads have been replaced by sparkles, rainbows, and confetti. It's it, people love it, and it's very easy to see why. Uh, the acting is well put together. The script is phenomenal. It's well paced. It's everything you want to see in this kind of movie. And again, it has it has all the positives of a Marvel movie, but none of the negatives. Like as far as being connected to that Marvel grand universe that they have. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I know I can tell the audience did. I, we had a good audience, I think, uh, for yeah. the most part. Nothing felt awkward. It felt flat on its face. The, the comedy's well written, which is something we almost didn't really bring up because comedy's kind of subjective. But this is—it's a funny team. Yeah. But the, the comedy is natural. The comedy doesn't feel forced. Like, uh, like sometimes, like in Avengers, the comedy felt forced sometimes, just because these people are kind of awkward against each other. That these guys. They may not like each other at first, but as they become friends, like you can feel like this is the natural kind of humor that these these characters would use in these situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it doesn't feel artificial that way. Is it the perfect movie? I, I don't know. I, that's not for me to say. I don't think it is. Nothing really bothered me, though. It's probably the most unobjectively fun movie I've seen so far this year. And as much as I really like Godzilla which I thought was going to take the crown, Guardians of the Galaxy is a very serious contender for the best movie I've seen this year. i got to give it a 9. Just go see it. Seriously. It, it's just that good. Like, you pointed out a lot of good like good things there. Like, there's a lot of great times. This movie showed probably all the emotions it has. I mean, it's got, like, comedy. You'll have points of sadness. You know, you'll just have that kind of, like, little bit of anger... It's got everything it needs there. It's not overtly violent like it could have been. Like, there's a couple scenes where they could have shown it and it would have been brutal. I can think of one in particular, like, right, by the, right near the beginning where it's like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, oh, yeah. I'm following this and it's like, hmm, I can, I can fill in the blanks. Yeah. It's hard enough where adults will always entertain it. Even the hardcore guys, you know, that want to see violence, you know, will enjoy this. But it's soft enough where you can actually bring your kids to watch it. Most well, kids, I, like I felt, there was a little, like maybe a little too much swearing for like for kids. Like not for me. Like I don't care. Yeah, uh, but we're talking. If for you kids. have a mature child, yeah, yeah. the you swearing know. is not out of place. Like it doesn't feel like when these guys are saying like swears, you're like, why would they say that? Yeah, no, it's it's not dumb. It's but, more appropriate for the emotion. Like it's not like Hercules is like, why would they say shit? Or yeah. you know, fuck centaurs. Like it's like it felt okay yeah. the swearing. But even a lot of them are kind of like one was jokingly censored there. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I don't mind when they do that. that yeah, no. Fun. As long as it's good and it's actually with the environment, it's it's fine. Yeah. And nothing looked out of place. You know, none of the aliens looked wrong. You know, the effects were done. Nothing was too overtly over the top. And the actors worked very well together. There's a lot of good on-screen chemistry. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah. that's something I didn't really bring up. But you're right in that regard. They are, and that's a great thing because that's kind of how they were. Like, like I've said before, I don't know too much of most of the cast. I know of Rocket, a little bit of Groot, but nothing of the others, really, other than the Marvelpedia of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they work very well together, and most of their stories are changed to fit this new universe, but that's fine. You don't need the old stories, because it's irrelevant. It... They're stories of their time. It'd kind of like be bringing up, you know, Captain America 
beating the crap out of Nazis. You don't need to really show that. You can show more of a modern thing and say, yeah, he's in World War II, but we're very well past that. It, you can start making them new. Hmm. So how would you rate it then? Honestly, it's gonna... Yeah, I would throw that in my new top five. I'd give it a nine. Really? Yeah. Damn. Very well done. Yeah. <laughs> All, All right, Jason. Dixon. How are we idiots? I wouldn't say you're idiots here. No, I mm. had a lot of fun with this movie. I kind of felt like, well, Marvel's got way too much riding on this to mess it up. It's going to be good. Like, it can't not be good. I think they've kind of gotten through this weird growing period where they were like, like Iron Man 2 and 3 and the first Captain America and even like the Thor movies. Like, Thor 1 was okay. They're getting more comfortable making these movies. This felt so refreshing. Like, oh, I mean, even Captain America 2, like it felt, it, didn't have, it wasn't tying into this Marvel Universe. They've set it up enough now that they can just make movies in this universe. We don't have to keep referencing the fact that they're there. And they had a great soundtrack. Like, yeah. Like, we gotta t- like the soundtrack for this movie is awesome. They got a lot of licensed music for this. And it kind of goes with the movie. It's it's okay being ridiculous. Some of these scenes, like, when they're getting drunk. Yeah. And betting on whatever the hell that was. Whatever they're betting on, like, that's an awesome scene. And the, all the little things in the background I loved about this movie, like... There's all kinds of people in costumes in this movie and, like, makeup. They're just there just to be there. Yeah. It took them three hours to get there, but they're there. <laughs> yeah, I like this a lot. I uh, Some of the designs, like, for uh, Sup and Ronin's ship reminded me a lot of uh, Chronicles of Riddick. And I did like that. Mm. There's some really inspired designs there. Like, just, like, the the navigators. Like, I don't know what they were doing, but... Yeah. That was neat. Yeah, I can that see that. Like, they a lot were of weird shapes and liquids. Like, yeah. Like... Like, visually, I really enjoyed it. Like, Rocket looked... Like it looked a little weird. Like, you tell Groot was CG'd. Yeah. My suspicion of disbelief was never really taken away. Every time I saw him, I knew he wasn't there. Yeah. but I mean, It's not it's terrible. Kind of, but, I mean, it's kind of a ridiculous creature. There's nothing to really base it on. Yeah, you couldn't do, like, a prosthetic like that. No. Not... Not, not really. No. And, but Rocket, I definitely, like... He looked great. My suspicion of disbelief, like, I totally didn't... Oh, he's not really there. I know he's not really there, but just he looks like as much like a cybernetic anthropomorphic raccoon as you could. Building on that, then, is it shelf-worthy, and how would you rate it? I'd, pro- I'd probably pick this up. I don't know if... Like, I'm running the high of seeing this. It was good. It's it's not, like, the blockbuster, Oscar-baiting kind of movie that, like, I feel like I should have. <laughs> like, like I just saw Planet of the Apes, right? Is, is this better than Planet of the Apes? Well, it's sure a lot more fun... It, it's a different kind of... And Rocket does look better than the apes do. To be yeah. fair, though, you're only doing him versus... Everyone. Every ape. Yeah, like, and you got to try to make them all look different, so sometimes and it doesn't And all look work. real. Why am I reading that too far from you guys? I'm going to say... I'm going to say a seven. Okay. I think so. the villain could have been a bit stronger. I was a little, like, underwhelmed by it all. Well, I his strength was fine, I think, but I think his longevity wasn't... Like, his battleness wasn't... No, I just mean, like, in general. Like, he was kind of an underwhelming villain. He didn't have a uh, lot of... Because we know that Thanos is there, like, picking up the slack for the later in the franchise. There was no real immediate... Th- like, I didn't feel like the threat from... Fair enough. He, from, he, he didn't feel like he had enough gravitas. Uh, like, he kind of gets put in his place kind of quickly in the movie. It's kind of like... It's kind of like Dijon Hansu's character... Like, very, yeah, he seems like a like he seems like a badass, and very quickly he's knocked down several pegs because oh, Ronin's a thing, and very quickly Ronin is locked down a couple pegs because Thanos because Thanos is a thing. 
And Thanos Fair is enough. very clearly the bigger bad they're building up to. Yeah. yeah. Like, they've, uh, they hinted that at the end of Avengers. They're doing that now. I don't know how many times we'll see him before Avengers 2 or 3 or wherever they knock him in next. Yeah. Like and they're, they're playing the Thanos card very close to their chest. They know what they want to do with him. Will they make it that far? I think they will, but who knows? Again, like the, some of the little choice in movies I really like, like the creepiness of some of the characters and the visuals. Yondu's like little collection of figurines, you know, like that's that's much fun. Or the Nova Prime's yeah. hair. Yeah. Like what the heck is going on? Yeah. He likes his hair. Or the collector. Yeah, I like that kind of stuff. I almost wish the movie was a bit more quirky, but then it'd be like a Gamil's a Toro movie, where there hmm. takes so much is built on the background of the character, you know, of the movie. And Batista's body looked weird to me. I don't know. <laughs> It looked weird him not having a shirt on. Like, I just... <laughs> Which is weird, because we watch wrestling and... We see him without a shirt all the time. It just looked weird. Maybe because, like, the way that makeup sits on him... It doesn't mm-hmm. look like it's, it's... actually oh. on him. Or... It's weird. It, it doesn't look like it's paint. It looks like it's latex of some kind. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas... Yeah, it's, like, sags and wrinkles and some spots that were really weird. I don't know. Whereas opposed to Gamora I like this movie. everyone else was basically painted on and glued I on. I just... Like, I gave it a 7. I really liked it, but I just thought the Fair villain enough. could be better. Fair enough. And that, Summing up, and... That's the, that's the downside of using Ronin to set up for Thanos, because we know Thanos is a thing. Yeah, especially considering you show him here, which he looks amazing. He does. Yeah. Like, we get the first clear picture we're going to see of him. But that's, that's 7 the, out of 10, I think, I think Captain America was the better Marvel movie for me this summer still. I still like Captain America more. Captain America though know. was very a uh, but it's a different kind of movie. Very yeah. different kind of movie. It's 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 when we rate them. I don't know if it was you guys, but if it was with me. Just because we give other things higher ratings, I mean we like them more necessarily. It's that they're different kinds of movies, and we kind of rate them on that merit. Yeah. Like Godzilla, I I rated it high because I got exactly what I wanted—a monster movie. They're bad movies. Like I, I, even I can admit like, that. We don't have a. We don't. We all don't have like a rating scheme. You know, like no, maybe it, that week we gave that movie that review, and then later down the line, we're like, man, why did I give it that number? I should give it this number. Yeah. Sometimes that unfortunately happens. But like, why would I rate Wolverine higher than Hercules? You know, I like. I, I think I gave. Wolver- <laughs> I think I gave that one Wolverine movie like a three. When I think I think I liked it, I still liked it more than Hercules. Maybe and I give Hercules <laughs> a four. You know, like that. It's hard to it's hard to compare it directly. It's just how you're feeling at the moment. Yeah, fair enough. But on that notion, though, I think that's a good time to sign out. We're all tired. We all uh, mm-hmm. we all have other things we could and should be doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So this is the Three Guys Podcast signing out, and we will see you next time. Good night, folks. Good night. Bye.